You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe Swanson. Thanks for tuning in to this Sullen Radio bonus episode with artist and photographer Tosca. Please follow him on Instagram and find out more about his work. He can be found at Tosca Arts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at OG Joe Swanson. And please check out SullenRadio.com for more episodes of Sullen Radio. Thanks, everybody. Keep hustling and enjoy the show. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. My name is Joe Swanson. My guest today is photographer from Canada, Tosca. How you doing, man? Good, brother. How are you? Doing, I'm doing really, really well. You know, second intro of the show, I fucked up the name the first time. I wasn't even going to try to pronounce your, your first name because when we spoke about um, getting this set up via text, I said, hey, man, how do you, you know, how should I pronounce this? Can you give me some, a rundown? And he's like, man, you're like, man, that's like, you know, it's too hard. Well, so how do you pronounce your first and last name? And uh, where did the name Tosca come from? Uh, well, my first name is That's Dave. easy, David. David's easy, yeah. Uh, but it's it's funny. A lot of my friends now call me Tosca, so it's it's sort of strange to have. I have like a doppelganger that I didn't even know I had. You know, <laughs> kind of strange. Um, Tosca. The name came from a Russian writer named Nabokov, who wrote. He's uh, probably most famous for the book Lolita, and um, it's it's a a word that he used. Uh, occasionally, and it's a it's a, a Russian word that's very difficult to translate, and it has multi-level meanings. But essentially, its primary meaning is is uh, a state of longing or desire or lovesickness, hmm. which which I thought was kind of appropriate for what I do. Absolutely appropriate for an artist, you know. Yes, yeah. it's definitely. You know, it's one thing that when I first became familiar with you, it was because I kept seeing these these pictures um, popping up on Instagram on my feed and it would say, I am Tosca. And uh, dude, I loved it. It was so, it was graphic and and vivid and caught my attention. And um, then I just started following your work and it really in a day and age of so many people taking tattoo photographs of tattooed females and males uh, for that matter, but females in particular, I felt like your stuff was more artistic than commercial, and it and it stood out a little bit to me as I was just scrolling through the feed. Is that something that's been intentional for you? And how do you kind of how have you kind of made your way in this in this new uh, world of of tattoo models and and stuff like that? Right. Um, well, I think that my approach has always been something more raw. I was always looking for something that was less cliched you know yeah and that's too totally i mean that's exactly what i kind of what i thought when i saw it It was raw it looked but it's still you can tell that you put the time into the processing and and you've put the time into it i'm definitely not you know setting up uh shoots and and bringing an iphone and just snapping selfies with people you know right it's it's still a process and it still involves composition and, and creativity um but like I said, the, the approach was always something that was intended to be a bit more raw, a little bit more edgy. Um, I think that there's kind of a, a bit of a, a cliche now with, with um, tattoo photography in particular, 
Um, it's, it's sort of a lot of it is very very similar to me personally nothing wrong with it I think a lot of it is great but my style is not that at all I, and I, to be honest I wouldn't even know where to begin to do that that kind of work the whole point for me was to try to capture something in the person rather than purely a, vigi a visual thing. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to capture some quality that, that maybe a person didn't really get to express in day-to-day -day life, um, but in, in the forum that I have, maybe they could. So it was something that's a little bit more intimate rather than, um, you know, giant setups and huge stage lighting. I, I tend to use whatever light sources are available. I'm not uh, a technical person, really. It's more of an instinct thing. And that's, I think, why I gravitate towards the tattoo world in, in, in general, although obviously tattooing is a very, very technical art as well as a, an instinctual one. Um, it's, it's more of a, I don't really know how to define it. I mean, you know, people have asked me this before and I honestly don't really comprehend why I do what I do or, or how I even do it. It just, it, it's very, very internal, you know, and it's about establishing a relationship with the person that you're, you're creating with. Sure. I was going to say that that has to be when you're trying to capture that feeling or a feeling or something more than just the entire set or or whatever it is like you saying some of the bigger bigger shoots you have to have that relationship i would imagine that personal relationship with them so they're they're comfortable being that yeah that thing that you want them to be or that they want to be in front of the camera yeah i mean the thing that's been good um that i found in, in what i do is that there's a pretty immediate trust established right away um i'm not a <laughs> I'm definitely not someone that uses this venue for, for a conquest or anything like that. Doing it. You're not a creep? Well, I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm a creep on some level, but not, at least not in this, in this capacity. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not out for those reasons. I mean, um, you know, and, and from an outside point of view, of course, there's, there's a perception that, that I must be if I do what I do. But, but truth, truthfully, um, it's... I'm creating a forum where people who normally don't really get to express sides to themselves get to in an environment and around a person that's completely neutral in terms of, um, of in terms of uh, trust and, and safety or whatever. So um, it's it's easy in that sense, and it's I always meet people before I work with them, um, establish something of a rapport, and you know the irony of all of this. And this is this is pretty funny. Um, in normal day-to-day -day life, I'm actually a very, very shy, introverted person. So, and that doesn't really come through in what I do. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I think that has. That's not typical, but that that can be the case with certain. You know, with artists, I think that they they're allowed to be more free-spirited or outspoken within their art than they are in in real life. I mean. Even in just day-to-day -day operation, you know, you walk into a Starbucks, you can't, you know, you can't yeah. be rude or inappropriate or, you know, you're taught to be a certain way. And so as an artist, you can put down on paper or you can put, you know, look through the lens of somebody different and or some, you know, some feeling, you know, you like you said, like you said, try to capture some feeling. So what was the journey up to this current, this current kind of, 
um, state of of your work, what was how did you get drawn to photography, and then how did you get drawn to the to the tattoo side of things, um, and look at that as as a platform that you wanted to use? Right. Um, originally, uh, I'd always been fascinated by photography, um, even as like you know pre teenage, I was fascinated by it, um, and you know obviously my parents had camera cameras around, Polaroids and that type of thing, and I was always I don't know. I was always taking pictures of things around the house that never really occurred to anyone else in my family. And, you know, they would wonder why I was taking a, a photograph of a, a Christmas ball or something. Right. Hey, but it was David. Because, because I there... had something in it that appealed to me. I couldn't explain it, but it was, you know, it was there. It meant something to me. So right. um, as I got older and was able to get my own camera, and obviously photographers, artists, you know, as they grow and get older and have more money to work with, they're able to evolve the means, uh, the tools that they use. Right. So, you know, um, I went from very basic cameras to some things that are a little bit more advanced. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, the Tosca thing started, I would say, with uh, um, my really, really good friend, Jordana. Um, she was, uh, she graduated from film school and, uh, wanted really wanted some kind of dramatic not portraits per se but just some dramatic imagery forest strange things she knew my mentality and trusted me enough to kind of take that journey with her mm -hmm. so i did that and it was an instant instant feeling a vibe um, prior to that i'd only taken mostly nature architecture that already typically already shots, you know, an angsty teenager pictures. Uh, and so once that once that happened, it kind of went from there. Um, met a few people, through people, uh, started to meet people a little bit more in the tattoo world. Um, it was a world that I'll admit I had no exposure to, though I was always fat. Yeah, and then and then once once I started associating with with those people, and started doing um, shoots kind of at events, just just really fly on the wall kind of stuff. People would contact me, uh, seeing my work, and it really just snowballed from there. And the place where I live, um, it's small enough that people have a, a certain degree of access to me. So. If people want to shoot with me or get in touch with me, it's relatively easy to do so. And uh, there's a fairly large here. Um, it's like I said, it's a reasonably small town in terms of um, Canada as a whole. But there's something like oh, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even hazard a guess. I'd say maybe like ten shops in this town already, and uh, that's quite a few for the size of this place. So there's a lot of tattoo culture going on here, um, and most people associate me very directly with Sullen here, um, which is a pretty nice association for me personally. Um, yeah, and so most people that, that have tattoos that are interested in uh, creating some visuals will contact me um, just via that route. Yeah, that's cool, man. How, how did the connection with Sullen happen for you? Um, oh, it's a, it's kind of a, it's an ironic story because 
I mean, obviously you've seen my work, you know, the, the basis of what I do. It's primarily, well, let's be honest, it's ex exclusively women. Um, and I had posted a photo in a sullen shirt of myself, like a, a selfie, you know, one of those awkward things that I'm not good at. <laughs> and, um, and Jeremy Hanna, um, you know, commented on it and kind of got in touch. And, and, uh, and then Ryan, Ryan Smith, got in touch from another picture that I had posted, not of myself. And um, it really just, inst it was instant. It was right from that. Uh, you know, when there was no uh, intermediaries, really. There was no one selling Canada or like, or anyone else. It was Jeremy and Ryan that got in touch. So, you know, I knew that once they were on board and interested in working with me, that, that uh, I pretty much hit a gold mine with them. And they're great. I mean, they've been nothing but supportive, and they're, they're, you know, I would call them good friends. So that's really how the association with that started. Um, and along the way, you know, obviously, I've been in contact with different, different um, people in the Sullen, um, Sullen family, and uh, it's been great. I mean, it truly is a family. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's cool when you, I mean, we've talked to, I've talked to, different people on the podcast rich pineda one in particular about how when you meet people or are in contact with people that were that you hold on maybe let's say a pedestal as an artist or um as a business owner or whatever and you they're talented at what they do and you dig what they do you come in contact with them and they're also a super rad person and how much better how much more you like their art and it's awesome to i had the same experience with ryan and jeremy you know, inviting them on my podcast, the my first podcast that I had, and then, you know, developing the relationship and, and building then Sullen Radio. And um, it's been great, man. I agree. It's it is like a family. They they're very connected to what their company has going on and, and who's involved and and what's happening. So it's a pretty neat it's a pretty neat group to be around. I think that uh, one of the other things that I've noticed with with Solon um, as a whole is that there's like these you know as in a family there's you know like second cousins and uncles and all this stuff and, and there's like these little tributaries of, of people that you get in touch with that you really really admire I mean in, you know last year uh, um, you know, David Garcia um, amazing amazing artist uh, you know he got in touch with me uh, ended up taking a bunch of my prints to his booth at the at the show in Milan. You know, I mean, and it's just just because he liked my work. Mm -hmm. and, uh, genuinely feels like we're we, you know we're all in a family and have to build each other up. And that's not that in 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 this day and age that is a very very uncommon and rare gift. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's but it it goes right along with what Ryan and Jeremy have, and I don't know if it's them that came up with it, but the Together We Rise. I mean, it, it stems from their actions and it's being, you know, played out by the other folks that are involved with Sullen and it's cool to see. I mean, that's not just a hashtag, that's really how they try to operate. I like that it's, it's, it's almost an unspoken thing too. I mean, you know, there's no reason for David Garcia to contact me. I mean, he's huge, but he does he did 
because it's the family thing, you know? Digs it, and they're all, everybody's kind of involved in a certain way, and it's, it's really, really amazing. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies, organizations, labels, whatever out there these days that, you know, refer to themselves as a collective or this group or whatever, and, you know, it's very, very rare. It's almost like a term, but I, I really do feel like with Solon, it absolutely is that. It really is. You know, it's massive. It's a huge family, but it's yeah, not, it it's, does feel like that. Totally, yeah. man. It, it well, just like tattooing. You know, as you've been more and more involved in tattooing, you know, right. it's a it's a small community. I've always made a distinction between the industry and the community, and the community is this this smaller kind of group of of folks who are are moving along in this one direction and you know, almost like a family and on, on, a, on a large scale. And then there's the industry. That's everybody, the six billion, you know, dollar industry that that is snowballing and rolling uh, forward that we can't control as an individual. But, um, you know, we can continue to do things as as individuals that, you know, not only show respect to the history, but look towards the future and and keep keep try to keep tattooing on a path that that we're happy with. Yeah, I think that um, the other thing that, that Sola needs definitely needs credit for is that they've surrounded themselves with artists and individuals that are exceptionally gifted. You know, there's no there's no one that I've seen attached to Sullen that's average. These are all very good people, and some of them not very well known. Some of them immensely well known, right. but all of a caliber that you know is is pretty incomparable. So. That, that's another thing. They've been very, very smart about that, you know? And you look at just, just, if you just look at the clothes, you know, the imagery every year, every season, the imagery gets better and better and the quality gets better and better. So they, I don't know who does that, if they take the time to do that, but, you know, whoever's doing it is definitely doing it right. To find these people and to bring them into the fold is, uh, it's a, it's a, an amazing thing. Yeah, I think it's both of them. I think it's Ryan and Jeremy. You know, I think Ryan is that eye that knows. How, I mean, he's so talented not only as an artist but also as as a clothing designer and yeah. and with respect to to that side of his business. And um, you have Jeremy, who's you know such a personable and and smart business guy as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a dynamic duo over there, you know, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And man, any artist that's listening to this and you want to get involved with Sullen, they're always asking for uh, badge. Right now they're asking for badge submissions, but you can always send those guys stuff and they'll take a look at it. They know, you know, and if it's a rad design, they'll, they'll probably work with you. You know, if it fits into their line of, of clothing and thinking and, and ideas for that particular drop, Man, you know, it, it's um, it's an open door for them as far as what I've been told by by both those guys. So it's really cool that they're on the constant hunt for that young talent too. Well, and I, I mean, you know, you asked me earlier about uh, photography and the evolution of all this for me. Um, prior to really making Tosca my focus, I was doing visual art. I was a painter, and, and uh, you know, I drew all the and, uh, you know, and, and when I started being attached a little bit more to Sullen and having more of a relationship with Ryan and Jeremy, I, w I would do 
you know, my versions of the Solomon badges, and, and I would send them to Ryan, and he was very, very, uh, he was a very good mentor in, in that way. He, he was critical in a way that was beneficial to me, you know? So, yeah, that's, I can, I can attest to that. I mean, if there's, there's artists out there that uh, are looking for a voice, I mean, this is, this is the venue. There's, it's, uh, it's amazing. What's it? Uh, what is that tattoo culture like up there where you're at, man? You know, you say you have about ten shops in town. What? Um, how much traveling have you done to s and different areas that you've seen? And, and what kinds of the, what kind of vibe is it up there? Um, well, it's uh, you know the the tattoo culture here has grown from maybe you know one shop or you know two guys in their basement kind of thing to. That is very very big business here and um, you know I grew up here so I know uh, I've seen the evolution I've seen the population as a whole you know no tattoos not really tolerant of tattoos to something that is very much um, you know everybody everybody has tattoos granted you know some of them are great some of them aren't so great but but it's it's a it's a much more common and accepted thing here now uh, actually, just a couple weeks ago, there was um, a pretty big tattoo show here, which is, is uh, uh, I think they've, they've done three now. Um, each year they've done, they've done one. And it was, it gets bigger and uh, more artists involved, more attention, you know, and there's some very, very good artists here. Um, you know, they're, they're niche artists. They to their own environment, but there's a couple of people that that uh, I know, you know, friends with personally that I think are just astonishing. I mean, they're 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 right up there. So you know, in an age of uh, social media and everything being instant, um, it's nice to see that craftsmanship still there. So as as far as a vibe goes, I, I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know what that means to be honest. But it's just. Uh, it's become a lot more. Is it, what I mean by that, is it, is it street shop driven? Is it custom driven? Is it a combination of both? Is it? It's primarily um, shop driven at the moment. Uh, there are a few um, people that are doing it uh, in a more, I wouldn't say in a more guerrilla fashion, but they're doing it in, in more of, um, you know, out of their homes or whatever, but they're very good as well. So. Primarily, I would say it's shop-driven at the moment. Uh, you know, like I said, in the last maybe four or five years, um, you know, there's been shops popping up left to right. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't last, but you know, the ones with the good artists and the ones with the good reputation do. And there's been a couple of sh there's a couple of shops here that lasted for quite a long time. So it's uh, it's good to see, and it's it's heartening to see it becoming a bigger thing here. Um, especially with the, the convention that, that happened a few weeks ago. Um, once again, more attention paid to, to uh, local artists, which is good. So, yeah, it's, it's getting better and better. That's great, man. What has Instagram done for, for your art, man? You know, with tattooing, it's been such a, a big influx. You know, we've had all this information with, with the Internet, and we're right in the heart of the Internet age, man. We're, we're rolling super fast with it um for tattooing people complain about the saturation and everybody thinks they're a tattooer and wants to be a tattooer and every family's got one or two tattooers in it you know 
how has Instagram affected photography? Because everybody can be a photographer now with your phone. Now, not to the level of, I know that there's levels, um, but even just the attitude and, and um, being in that mode of, of hey, I, I'm a photographer. Look at these cool pictures I've taken on Instagram. Has it affected what you do at all or how you even approach your work? Um, it's... Yeah, it's it's. I think it's good and it's bad in in uh, in a couple of different ways. I think it's very very. Someone from uh, a typically smaller town, you know, particularly Western Canada, it's not exactly the epicenter of uh, culture necessarily. Although it's amazing here, it's just not. You know, it's not well known. It's not Los Angeles. It's not New York. It's not Chicago. Um, so in that sense it's been very good because it, it gives people of talent a forum uh, for their work to get seen whereas um, the drawback to that is that it also means that you know your neighbor their kitten and their dog are also on Instagram you know posting left and right so yeah I can understand the argument about oversaturation it's definitely true uh, I do think however that talent eventually does show through. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't want to keep harping on the sullen thing, but, but them finding me and them sort of headhunting me was really a coup for me because they took me on board when I really didn't have all that much attention yet. Um, I didn't have any real credibility, but they trusted my work enough to take me on. And as soon as that happened, the attention... Um, and the people contacting me, you know, went through the roof. Mm -hmm. It was it was in, almost immediate, and it was definitely yeah, definitely intense. So, I think I think social media has its benefits, particularly for someone like me, uh, because I gearing my work towards a specific aesthetic. I'm not um, I'm definitely not you know Sears Portrait Studio. Right? I'm not. Uh, I don't really do a lot of babies and weddings and, and that type of thing, but for the type of market that I'm attracting, ideally, it's definitely you know sullen tattoo culture, mm -hmm. something a little bit more on the edge. And you know, if I a few years ago, prior to Instagram, if I had contacted some of these companies that I admire or individuals, you know, they probably wouldn't have had the time of day. But because of Instagram and things like that, they're able to see my work in an immediate way that uh, it either grabs them or it doesn't. And in this case, thankfully, it did. Right. But uh, I, think it's, I think it's good and bad. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a philosopher. I can't, I can't uh, say what it's doing to artistic culture generally. But I think, uh, I think hopefully over the years it will... Um, people will learn to weed out uh, the true talent from the people who are maybe, you know, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but like a little bit more of an amateur, you know, that they're not really doing it as a passion. They're doing it because they can. Right. You hope that, that a platform like Instagram with its public feed and if people are interested in tattoos even a little bit, that the quality tattoos will begin to pop up on their feed. And hopefully people will start seeing, man, this doesn't look like the tattoo that I 
was seeing in my local shop. Maybe I need to seek out a different type of tattooer, you know, or a different quality of work, go to the next town over or the next shop over, um, and, and really seek out those people that are doing quality work and, and willing to put the time into the work. And so hopefully I think with the ability for people to just blast their stuff out there that a lot of the good is getting out there and being seen by people that maybe don't have that visual reference or visual library that that um, others have that can already recognize good work and are going to go seek that out. I think you're seeing more and more people being collectors and, and worried about how the work is going to be just as much as the experience and you know, do they connect with this artist? Do they connect with this shop? Um, is this another part of uh, a, a family that I can get involved with, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I think I think a lot of people forget that when they're sort of shopping for tattoos, uh, that it is really a lifestyle thing. If you don't gel with your artist, if you don't gel with the shop, you're probably not going to have a great experience, you know? And um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely a relationship. It's a huge trust. It's, it's very, you know, in a way, it's similar to, to what I do. You know, it, it has to, there has to be a trust there. There has to be a rapport. Otherwise, it won't work. You know, it has to be a connection. Yeah, you're, and you're almost collaborating with that, with that model as well. To a certain degree, you want to get a, a certain look, but you're anticipating their talent to be able to bring out a certain aspect of the work as well, I can assume, correct? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't actually seek out models per se. I think um, I think I'm lucky enough to know people who know people uh, that happen to be, to me, very beautiful people. So um, I'm lucky in that sense. I don't really work too much with you know, quote unquote models. I want someone that is kind of raw, someone that is natural, that can give you something visual in their look or their style that is raw, that isn't predisposed, you know, that isn't, isn't immediately posy and uh, superficial, but something that's very natural, you know? And, and that's, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not seeking out a, a Vogue image, you know, I'm seeking out something that's almost like, almost accidental. Right. So, um, the people that I'm, I'm shooting with, you know, they might, I guess, I don't know, I suppose they're, they're considered models now, but to me, they're just, they're my friends and I'm creating art with them. Uh, you know, and I've worked with, with people who are models and, and the relationship isn't as strong because they're used to a certain way of doing things. And I'm a very spontaneous person creatively. And, uh, you know, so I like it to be raw. I like there to ha to be some kind of, yeah, a collaboration. And I think, I think in, in what I do, I think there's a lot of, um, assumptions about how to stand and how to do this and how to do that but but you know really I get someone in a room and I just want them to have fun do what they want if they're playing music dance around I don't care I want to work around your expressions your feeling your vibe not you know I'm not there to to shoot you against a, a white sheet necessarily you know so. yeah 
That's uh, that's cool, man. I mean, it's really it's really interesting to hear somebody else's approach and process to a completely different art form, you know. But it's a completely, you know, it is spontaneous, but it's also you have a set a set of gr- guidelines and ground rules you have to probably stick within to a certain degree just like in tattooing but you can then you know them so well that based on the environment based on the lighting based on the subject that's in front of you you can bend those rules and you can flex those rules and, and you create this art and you come up with this stuff that's unique um, so it's it's cool to hear man it's cool to hear that process and how you approach it thank you yeah um, there's a uh you know, I, I just wanted to touch a little bit on the um, the influences, you know, uh, that that affected sort of my visual style, you know, because it, it's just like tattooing. I, I think that there's people that are inspired by other people. You know, you hear it all the time. And um, I was always kind of inspired by people who weren't necessarily photographers in, in, uh, in their main life. I mean... I was always interested in film as a kid growing up and uh, you know the influences would range from people like um, John Carpenter you know who did Halloween and, and, and Escape from New York and all of those those movies he had a visual style that was uh, he used economy very well he would have someone in a frame of a shot that was way over to the right and the rest of it was sort of almost like blank space and there's something very appealing about that. It's like um, uh, traditional Japanese art. You know, there's a lot of econ- economy of space, and I always like that just visually. Something very appealing about it to me. Um, and then, uh, you know, people have asked sort of like, why do you photograph the style you photograph, or however you do it? And uh, honestly, you know, there's a couple of photographers out of uh, Eastern Europe that are doing some really, really amazing things. I mean, they're not, uh, you know, Richard Avedon or um, Annie Leibovitz or anything, or even Terry Richardson, but um, there's a guy named uh, Alexander Tikhomarov, and he's just phenomenal. You know, he's phenomenal, and he does amazing, amazing work. And he's not someone that's hugely known in North America, I don't think, but he's phenomenally talented and definitely someone that um, you know uh, really affected how I saw things visually and what you can do with a camera what um, aside from 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 the the one example that you gave anything else stand out from those those influences as far as like how you approach things directly now something that is that would you say just sticks in your head every time you're sitting in front of your computer processing that is like or or behind the camera shooting that you're that constantly runs through your head yeah that one um i don't know if if uh that's been something that's been influenced or if it's something i just have innately i have no idea but i've always had a a strong attraction for um certain angles, certain ways of shooting someone, you know, then putting someone against like a set of shooting them straight on, you know, I'll go, I'll lie on the floor and, and, and shoot them into the very right of the frame or something like that. You know, I want something that, that is 
I want something you don't see every day and in an environment that you don't see every day. Sure. So, you know, I, I, I tend to favor shots from just above someone, you know, and I, I can't explain it. It's very convey, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's just, you know, you'll see it repeated in my, in my work. Um, the other thing that uh, is, is pretty common with what I do is I like to see people's bodies as almost like sculptural material. So you'll see a lot of shots of mine where it's say it's someone from their lips to like their navel or something like that. And it's, it's primarily just because it's, it's, uh, it's almost like sculpture. It's just the way it's shot that makes it artistic. You know what I mean? I can't, uh, I can't really explain it better than that, but um, I'm sure that, that all of these influences as I was growing up that filtered into my head are, are present. I just, uh, there's only a few that I can definitely name check, you know. Right. That's awesome, man. Who, who uh, before we go, man, who, who's some of your favorite tattooers and guys that you, you know, I, w I would imagine David Garcia is, is, a, is a guy whose work you love, and, and who else kind of killing it for you right now? Um, well, Cleo Wattenstrom, I love her stuff. She's mm. amazingly talented. And she is someone, you know, if I have no idea if she listens to this, but if I ever get, you know, she's one of those people, the, she's like my white whale. She's someone that I definitely want to create with sometime, you know, mm. if that ever happen. So, yeah, there's my shout out. Shout out to Cleo. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, she's very talented. Obviously, David Garcia, um, Ryan is immensely talented. Uh, I don't, I don't think he tattoos as much anymore. But just the visual stuff that he puts out, the 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 shirt, the dark water shirt on in the fall line, that's coming out uh, from Sullen is just ridiculous. Like it's amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, uh, Dave Altano, he's uh, uh, New Zealand tattoo artist. I've done some work with Sullen. He's phenomenal as well. Um, yeah, you know, you could pretty much go through the Sullen family right. page website and pretty much you could, you know, you could close your eyes and move the cursor over someone and I'd probably admire them. So, right. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's tons, really. There, there isn't, there isn't really one that I can, uh, that I can name check. Right. Well, man, Thank you so much for uh, coming on, talking to us a little bit. I, I've been anxious to talk with you. We had to put it off for a little while, but I'm glad we got into it. And I hope it's uh, the first of many conversations with you, man. I, I really enjoy talking to you as an artist and um, admire your work. I love it. I, I enjoy seeing it come through my feed, not only because it looks beautiful, um, but because I know it's it's being created by somebody that truly gives a shit. And um, I appreciate it, man. So thank you for talking with us. Thanks for taking the time, my friend.